How to dream, cowboys. Uh, yeah, wow. Welcome to the HBO Boys podcast. Yeah, today we're here recapping and reviewing Loki, uh, season one, episode three, Lamentes. Uh, really good. Uh, I'm Adam, and with me today is Ryan and, uh, oh my god, James. Hello, gentlemen. That was a really bad i'm 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 luke wilson Wilson. today i'm not as famous but i have a really charming kind of uh uh underdog charlie brown affect and and, uh for some reason i'm alan rickman (laughs) harry potter Potter. yeah you were owen wilson which is great because this episode missed him dearly right it, it turns out without Without Owen Wilson, like, they kind of don't have a show. <laughs> oh, stop it. This is another thing, Adam. You're going to have to bring the positivity today, okay? I'm going to sure try. Because James has been anti-Loki the whole time, and I've been yeah. okay with it, okay? I've been yeah. riding the fence. This episode, I, I did not enjoy very much. I'm going to try to sound unbiased, as unbiased as possible, but really going to need the flair from you today on the other side of said fence, uh, the side that liked it. <laughs> This is also assuming that I enjoyed it. Ooh, but, but no, that's it's a lie. It was it was okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was a pretty you know decent middle of the road episode of The Mandalorian. Wow. Yeah, mm. not as good of a quest as I wanted. A little bit light on Baby Yoda. Yeah, I, I needed more Baby Yoda screams while riding a speeder. Not as much uncanny valley Mark Hamill. I needed a little tinge. More of that. (laughs) Yeah, but (laughs) we'll get into it. This is Loki Season 1, Episode 3. As you said, Lamentis. Lamentis is a Latin word to lament. It's about sadness. Anyway, it's also a habitable moon uh, on the outskirts of the Cree space. And we're going to spend a lot of time on it today in this episode. You know, actually, wait. Something I remembered while watching this episode today. You guys remember Mm. how Loki killed thousands of people in New York City and we're all supposed to just kind of, like, forget that and like him now? Yeah. 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 All right. Wow. Yeah, wow. Wow, yeah. There is no more... There isn't anything after that. I just wanted to point that out. Anyway. All right. (laughs) As the episode starts, we come in on Haley Kyoko's demons, which I assume is just, like... Uh, throwing another ball at the wall about all of these people being the devil. The green Marvel letters that are still starring Iron Man come on screen. And a woman that we believe to be Lady Loki is at a restaurant with Hunter C20. And they're all acting very chill and like their best friends. And discussing leaving said restaurant because it sucks. And also brain freeze. How it's like freezing your memories in place. Which is a perfect time for her to be like, yeah, your memories are crazy. Anyway, who's watching the timekeepers? Right. Wait, how do you kill the timekeepers? What? Nothing. Let's do more shots. <laughs> Four or five more shots, <laughs> and then we'll get back to those pesky timekeepers. I love margaritas. Yeah. And uh, Hunter C20, who is obviously strong minded, when asked that, is like, why? Something is going on. I don't like all of this very much. But then she comes back out of it and. Lady Loki, or who we know as Lady Loki, asks, you know, where are the elevators? Are they golden? And where is the TVA crew featuring Carl Hanrady and Frank Abagnale Jr.? Uh, <laughs> and the opening card hits, and obviously we learn that that was all a illusion that Lady Loki was doing 
to Hunter C20, which is not nice. Honestly, when that scene was happening, I thought that it was going to show us the like alternate universe with Lady Loki because we don't really know much about it. Yeah, she might not even be a Loki, to be honest. Cause she uh, Well, she said she didn't like the name. She said she didn't like the name Loki, so she went with her other name, which I already forget. There is a um, Marvel comic character named Sylvie. And okay. she's also wearing the crown of another version of Loki. I think they just made an amalgamation character that mm. has like 50% Lady Loki, 25% Sylvie, 25% th- whatever it is. Can we talk about the actress that plays her, Sophia Martino? Yeah. She is a pretty prolific British TV series actress, which means I've seen nothing she's in. Yep. <laughs> She was in Yesterday, which was a movie I intended to watch and enjoy. She was? Did. Yeah. Yes. Yesterday is good. Lead in yesterday. I know. I saw it. I don't remember her. I don't remember her either. I have no idea who she played. Interesting. But it is a good movie. The premise of which is a guy gets hit by a bus and nobody remembers the Beatles. He becomes famous playing Beatles songs. Except for in the middle, one guy's like, that's the Beatles. <laughs> No, but she does not play the female lead. She plays a friend. No, no, female lead is Lily Adams, and uh, but she's also in there, and I don't remember her. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm I'm just like trying to remember the movie, and I can't place her. But eh, anyway, yeah. (laughs) But she's good. She's fine in this. Yeah, Um, yeah, I like her. She's all right. This is seems to be her big break, maybe. Yeah, and she stands up very well to Tom Hiddleston, who the bright spot of this show is his acting. I I don't think you can throw a stone at him acting ever. You can throw many other stones at any given moment, but he's always very good. Anyway, Lady Loki, which is what I'm going to call her until proven otherwise, ports into the TVA from last episode's cliffhanger and tries to use her magic on a guard, but it doesn't work here. Them's not the rules, okay? And she disintegrates that guard. That guard is dead. With her own disintegration stick, which... Based on a revelation of this episode, perhaps doesn't disintegrate you. Perhaps right. does something. I just else? like the idea that they're being disintegrated from time itself. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say, um, uh, I always got the impression from Avengers and from the Thor films that Loki's not like an awesome fighter or anything. He just has super strength. Like all Asgardians do. Mm. But in this show, him and Sylvie are like, you know, matrixing their way through rooms of guards, which is interesting to watch the the fight choreography. But I'm thinking the entire time, like, when did Loki become Neo from the Matrix? And when did he lose his super strength relative to everyone else? Because Mm. he fights not, he can't defeat Thor, but he fights on par and alongside Thor, who fought the Hulk and Thanos. So isn't Loki, like, extremely strong? Isn't Loki, like, a tier above Captain America, you know? Mm, I mean, there's a moment near the end of this episode where his strength seems to be at a level that I never understood it to be. Yes, I was about to say that. Yeah, we're also entering a scene where, like, there's kung fu fighting. Uh, Like, the disintegration stick gets 
put somewhere else, but it doesn't matter. She's great at hand-to-hand combat anyway. Loki ports in behind her, and then they start to have a knife battle. They always have had the thing of, like, Loki is pretty good at knives, but it's never been, like, Loki's a black belt. But uh, that's what they're selling here, that that both of these people can have long, drawn-out, choreographed fight scenes. Mm. The Loki v. Loki knife battle is then interrupted by Ravona Renslayer, who took out her old murder stick that she recently unretired. <laughs> and they poured away once more, Loki and Loki, that is, and uh, when they get to wherever they went, Loki swipes the time phone from Sylvie that doesn't have any more juice in it, and wherever they ported, magic is happening now, and uh, then who we're going to very soon learn is Sylvie, says, oh, great, we're on Lamentis. Out of all the apocalypses, this is probably the worst one because nobody lives. So anybody else frustrated, like, when Loki stopped her? It's like, well, we're so close to to something really important happening. And Loki's like, no, protracted side quest. (laughs) Yo, no, I am... Uh, yeah, it was frustrating because my initial thought on this show was that we were going to meet like a different Loki every episode. It was going to be an Owen Wilson right. and Tom Hiddleston buddy cop show where they face another Loki uh, every 40 minutes and it would be fast paced and catch me if you can all the time, which this episode was the exact antithesis of. Well, I mean, this is the first time Loki's meeting effectively himself, right? <laughs> or, or a version of himself. So we kind of have to see how he reacts with this. Yeah, one, I think what they're trying I to guess. sell to us is like he's so fascinated with himself yeah. in some way. Yeah. That perhaps yeah. it's earned. But whether or not it's earned, is it interesting? And there's, a, I assume, a spectrum of people who think it is and who don't. <sighs> like, is it? Is this show going to slow roll now that we got the freaking like crescendo out of the way episode two? <laughs> like, and Chad called that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't, I'm not trying to give Chad any credit, but he did say that. <laughs> anyway, a planet's about to hit this planet, or they're on a moon and a planet's going to hit it. Everyone's going to die really soon, including them. So they run away, they say some corny shit. And they hide in a bunker that won't save them for sure because a planet hitting a metal building, it's just no match for, for it. So, uh, And they form a truce because the, the phone that they have isn't charged. So they got to figure out a way to, to plug it into a wall somewhere before the planet yeah, they explodes. they need a USB-C cord. Yeah, they only have a lightning bolt. That's the quest. <laughs> in Mandalorian, the quest is like killing a monster as big as a mountain. Right. And their quest is <laughs> charging a phone. <laughs> but it is like the Mandalorian now because they are on this kind of backwater planet yeah. with a yeah. somewhat like rustic motif to it. They come across like a a, a, a grizzled like country alien woman who's like, y'all get off my land. <laughs> yeah, who shoots them in like a non-fatal way, like a, a gun that doesn't kill them so that they stay alive and the show doesn't stop. It's it's a gravity gun from Half-Life. That's what I <laughs> made it akin to. And then Loki is like, I'm going to make me, myself look like this lady's husband. And then he also gets blasted accordingly. Because he never treated me that well. Yeah, he's an asshole. And, <laughs> and also, everyone went to the evacuation vessel slash arc. Like, this is raised by wolves. 
which I just like I, I got flashbacks in that moment, like I saw red. And <laughs> and now they have to go to the train station to get a train ticket. So they have two quests now. At, at this point, like when they get onto the train, the show like stops dead for 35 minutes of just pretty weak character development. But before they get on the train, I just uh, Loki, regular Loki, not Sylvie. His powers are so ill-defined, so he can like he can just like hide shit like a magician, like it disappears. He can't. He's like he puts it up his butt, and then you can't find it anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, but didn't he do that in the Avengers movies? He always like yeah, hid the tesseract or hid the yeah yeah yeah. And and he can also just like change the outfit he's wearing, which we've seen him do that before. Yeah. But then we also find out like another one of his powers, he can just like create shit out of thin air. Like here's some fireworks. And later on, they're like, show us your tickets. He's like, okay, let me create them out of thin air. Oops, I'm too drunk. But, like, <laughs> why didn't he just create them out of thin air in the first place? Yeah, right. <laughs> For fun, James. Anyway, they <laughs> they talk about while they're on the train that they have the same mother but in alternate timelines, which is sort of interesting. I think it's the most interesting that this dead piece of air got, which is them alternate Lokis comparing versions of their mother Loki says nice things about his, but he was adopted, so... And she knew she was adopted, but he didn't. And there's some, I love my mother, I don't remember my mother here. And Loki being impressed that Sylvie's self-taught herself magic. Just kind of still fascinated with another version of himself. P.S. and by the way, was it previously mentioned that Loki was bisexual? He announces it here. Yeah, that was that was the big reveal. Yeah, I was. I saw that online. Like people were like, "Oh, they finally reveal the sexuality of Loki." I'm like, "Who cares?" (laughs) Like, yeah, honestly, not not a shocker either. Yeah, no, it Uh, it isn't. It isn't. But like, why make that a thing? Loki's whole thing. Well, I mean, what a representation for either bi or or perhaps pan. I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, But still, it you know, it's it's like. not that huge of a deal. Mm. Like I remember uh, when when Brian Boitano came out as gay. Uh, my That's brother what Brian Dave, Boitano would do. My brother Dave was like, "Everyone, sit down, lest the shock overcome you." <laughs> <laughs> also, it doesn't matter because it's directly followed up by them agreeing that they've never felt true love, and love is probably not real. They don't even know how to describe it. Well, then, uh, also, a little sexual tension between yeah, they wanna right. Fuck. I mean, they love themselves definitely. That's for sure. Listen, it's self care. I think is what it counts as. I mean, if I met an alternate version of myself who was like a hot girl, you'd fuck I you. Don't know. I think I think I would still probably would you get fuck you. You'd fuck you. Say you would. Uh, I can't say I would. It's hard to put myself in that fantasy situation. You're just lying to yourself, and it's just sad, honestly. That's <laughs> like, how much of my personality do they have? 100%. It might be a. It, might be it is you with a wig. You, yeah, that's what you're concerned about. You'll find yourself annoying. Well, I think yeah, I would. Mm. There'd be two of us, but only one set of my shit. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I need, to, I need to use the computer now, and they'd probably be mean to me. They'd be like, oh, fuck off. Like, What if on, it was the ex- exact same person, but it disagreed with everything that you said? They probably want to use the computer at the t- same time, too. Just like exactly yeah. the same time. To do the exact same thing, 
Or like I'm, pl- I'm playing a game and they're over my shoulder like, you're doing it wrong, just let me do it. And then they do it as poorly as you are. You're right. At the one time after I bang my doppelganger, I would probably murder them. It would be like a really busy day. And then you would become more powerful, like in the one. Yeah, I absorb their strength. That makes a lot of sense. Anyway, in Loki, we skip ahead in time. Sylvie wakes up <laughs> as she fell asleep. She was a little sleepyhead. And Loki is singing with the whole bar cart. He no longer has his uniform on, which is pretty dumb. And Amian leaves and goes get the train police to come get them while he's doing karaoke. And then he smashes a glass on the ground like his older brother Thor did in Thor 1. Another! I loved that. I actually love that. And he said, you know what I thought? I was thinking about it. And love is a dagger. <laughs> Do you think that? Do you think love is a dagger? <laughs> you, know, you know, I think love, love is like, Love is like three pages of a screenplay that you write because you're trying to pad out the time and get to a certain oh my God. corporate mandated time limit that totally. the episode needs to end. Totally. In. You know, I think love is like a <laughs> battlefield, you know? It's a lot like it because there aren't any winners bow, and bow, there are losers. Bow, bow, bow. There are no winners or losers on battlefield. Just love. There are winners and losers. There's a clear winner and clear loser in war. Yeah, but not on Battlefield. Just love. <laughs> but Battlefield's like a dagger. Let's do it's this like bit love. for a half hour. <laughs> well, So then there's a fight scene, and, and Loki's like, ah, oh, shit, I forgot I had super strength, because I'm just getting my ass kicked by a bunch of normal guys. Yeah, but then it doesn't... Who can, He gets thrown out of a train window, and then Sylvie follows him, because, you know, Loki still has the broken phone. Well, it's broken now. Yeah, because he lands on it. He got thrown it. out of the train. Well, he la- he lands on it. I thought it was, like, in some kind of liminal subspace. Was it just, like, he teleports it into his pocket? I thought it was in a bag of holding. It is not. I have a hot take about that. Oh, shit. Okay. Give me that heat. So, so, so Loki is really well known for creating fake things. What if he is right, projecting is out jam, yeah. Yeah, a, a broken mm. teleporter thing, but it's actually, he actually wow. still has it? Wow. Yeah, wow. wow. I miss wow. Owen Wilson in this moment. I think moment. that's an interesting theory, Adam. I also thought, like, what if, like, the, the Loki that Sylvie is with this entire episode is just a projection Ooh. and real Loki, like, is on the train and made it to the Ark? <laughs> Jesus. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the arc that, well, we're about to get that, there, but yeah. it, that's <laughs> also... Say, yeah, it doesn't end well. Yeah, that's also bad news. I desperately miss Owen right, Wilson right. in this moment. Anyway, it turns out their phone screen is cracked along with the rest of Did you of ever it. think you would say that? Yeah. I desperately miss Owen Wilson in this moment. <laughs> no, it is a new feeling that I've gained. I'm sure, we're all going to be saying it in 20 to 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Why would you fast forward to <laughs> Owen Wilson's death in this moment? Damn. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Is that what it says on his gravestone? <laughs> uh, wow, I lived. Owen Wilson, wow to wow. <laughs> his first wow to his last. Was this funny? I don't know. Anyway, they are, <laughs> yeah, they take a slight tumble out of the tr- moving train, and now they're in some Barney rubble, some trouble, and hey. They sit and discuss hijacking the Ark and getting it off the moon for realsies because in this timeline, that doesn't end up happening. Although that would right. be... Where's the Nova Force? They're just going to let this whole planet die? Isn't no. it their job to help people? Yeah, like- uh, it, it was said, uh, there's an internet thing that said, is the next episode just like 
all TVA, and then they show up at the end and save Loki and Sylvie. And mm. that seems... I sure hope not. Because it would be a bad episode. Except for maybe... I don't know. Are we going to be watching Owen Wilson and think, I miss Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> oh, another thing that's revealed in this kind of sitting in the sand scene. The members of the TVA were not created out of whole cloth by the timekeepers. They're humans right. from Earth. Yes. Who have been like kidnapped from their regular lives. Well, I thought that they were variants. They like oh, they're they, variants, right? Yeah, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe that's what the staffs do. It puts them to work at the TVA instead of disintegrating them. I think the staffs don't disintegrate. I think they like port them somewhere into an internment camp where you get mind erased and now you are working for the TVA, which it explains why Mobius loves jet skis so much. He probably had one or is from the early 90s and was running like a jet ski shop or something. And the last scene in Loki season one, episode six is going to be him at a jet ski shop like the born ultimatum oh, like yeah for that sure. is the end credit scene is just owen wilson just tearing up the beach on a jet ski <laughs> and, but like and as we recall the time wizard lizards are in the comics eggs they're trying to get to the end of the timeline so that they can be born it makes sense that they're just trying to stall it's a classic variant or egg first conundrum and they're just like keeping these uh variants whom are going to figure this out and not be psyched, right? Okay, can I can I make a swing for the fences prediction? I fucking I would will fucking probably love that. be wrong, but if I'm right, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna come out looking amazing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you let's make a bet that something Chad has to do while he's not here to defend himself. The <laughs> final villain. The evil person behind all of this by the end of the show, Miss Minutes. Okay. Okay, here's mine. The final villain, end of the show, is an evil jet ski. (laughs) I was going to say the final villain at the end of the show was Owen Wilson. No. How dare you? Although, <laughs> Miss Minutes is a good guess. I like that guess. I, I like that too as well, yeah. But I think it's going to be an egg with googly eyes if we're all being honest with ourselves. Oh, God. Like the the dinosaur at the beginning of the newest the new Jurassic Park. Whatever. Yes. She's like, <laughs> the, Although the we're sacred still waiting line. on Richard E. Grant, who played that like imperial general who came out of nowhere at, in Rise of the Skywalker. Remember him? Yeah, he's going to be in the show, right? Probably older yeah, version of Loki in some who. way. Could be that. Could be a timekeeper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's been on the IMDb, like, right? So people think that the yeah. ultimate bad guy is the oldest version of Loki that is just like trying to get this version of Loki to him. Oh, interesting. Like on the timeline, not in like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we get into a scene that was basically just put in for them to do one long take. The director was like, we're going to do two minutes, not, and we're not going to cut, because other people do that, and, and we're going to do it. Yeah, less impressive when it's all green screen. <laughs> yeah, and on a tiny soundstage where they can only run five feet in any direction. And they have like a weird bar fight with the train guards who they're on a planet they know is about to die, but they and still they're still want- enforcing what, the law. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Why? Why aren't they like I don't know, like with their families or or more realistically, like putting a bullet in their mouth? Like, yeah, and <laughs> this is also the scene, by the way, where Loki pushes a whole building. 
Yeah, he does yeah. the Yoda. What the fuck yes. was that? That, that was so uh, that weird. That caught me by surprise. That cost me by wow. That caught me by surprise. See, I couldn't even talk. I was so staggered. Yeah, and like that was a moment where I was like, "Oh, is Loki this strong? What power creep is happening right now?" Where like I feel like they just uh, announced some new powers for him, and they just assigned them. It 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 was very kind of ham fisted, which makes it strange. It's like. Uh, these Marvel shows are so weird with like what is and what is it important, but he was just like, "Don't worry, Sylvie, I got it." And then like Yoda pushed the building back. It looked like he used the time stone, kind of. Oh, do you think he Ooh. took the time stone from that drawer? From the drawer. Yeah. Well, then he would have had to go back to the same timeline that that time stone is from, or else it wouldn't work. Well, I don't know if that's been established in this. Oh, show. I thought that that was established. That's it- in the, I think that's in the comics. Oh, oh, maybe that's um, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what Chad meant. So while they're fighting, doesn't matter. Ark gets destroyed, lull. Yeah. All the guards then are like, oh, well, now I'll stop fighting because now there's definitely no <laughs> chance. Sylvie thinks the same thing. She just walks away. Loki is there like, shit, that is a real bummer. We're all going to die. And that is the end of the episode. It was quick. It was like 10 to 11 minutes shorter than the other ones. I noticed that too. And I wish Chad was here to tell us why he liked it. Adam, yeah, why it's good. <laughs> yeah, Adam, what did what hey, were the thanks. parts of this? What were your favorite parts of this episode? Oh gosh. So, um I was actually going to start off the uh, on the totally other side of that coin and say the things that I like had problems with. Sure, well, that's exactly what I was trying to avoid, but keep going. <laughs> uh well, I mean, so one of the first things that I noticed when they got on this planet was it this is the first time a, a Marvel show for me really it like really looked like it was on a soundstage like it it didn't it was like very evident that it was CGI for a couple of different scenes in this show towards the end when they were in the city area but so so that was that jumped out at me I did I don't know if that did, did that happen to you mm, during like we just said during the long scene or during the long yeah. shot Yes. Where it looked like they were told not to leave a circle that was 10 by 10 while right. doing a yeah. very long shot. It looks straight dumb. Uh, yeah, I think that this this episode was a little... I Definitely not... It's my least favorite so far, for sure. It, it was... Um, it felt really sloppy. I don't know. You know felt, what? This is good. It felt really sloppy. This is good. Adam says what he doesn't like about the episode. James, what did you like about the episode? Hmm. You should have been silent for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> now, I liked that Loki is bi. Now he can date the other bi characters. Whomever he'd see. like. But also, uh, it also means they won't be able to show Loki in China. That's true. They'll have to, they'll have to ADR that line out. As we're talking about this, Chad is writing in Discord, tell everyone I bought a house. That's why I can't be there. I bought a house. He bought a house. He bought a house. Guys, everyone, he bought a house. <laughs> Chad bought the house from the end of Endgame, uh, where Peggy and 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 Steve are living. <laughs> yeah, and that's why he can't be here. White picket fence and everything. The thing yeah. I liked about this episode was the TVA reveal. Oh yes, yeah, that was by far the most interesting piece of information that came out of the episode for me. I mean, while I do like every moment that Loki talks about his mother. I don't mind yeah. that at all. I do like the characterization there because Frigga was dope. 
And mm-hmm. I like that he regrets what happened and how he treated her all those years. Although, uh, you know, maybe he should have figured that one out before she died. But uh, the TVA revelation is going to be good television. So it gives me something to look forward to. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. I I want to know how they're getting these people. If it is those stun batons, in fact, teleporting them to a life of servitude. <laughs> yeah, we're halfway through the show at this point, right? Yep, that's halfway. I, I, Astoundingly, no one's more shocked than me. I still like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Videos. Oh boy! So like that's I, oh, I can't I cannot get there, and I don't think I will. I mean, unless this thing just crashes and burns. Which, by the way, like I knew that the general disposition, just based on your and my conversation earlier, James, for this episode was going to be a little negative, which is not how the internet feels. The internet really yeah. liked this episode. They had a lot of yeah. great things to say about it. A lot of people saying it was their favorite one. What about it was their favorite pieces, though? Like, uh, Listen, I think uh, a, a large portion of the people who watch Marvel movies just love the characters. And if they get to sit next to one and think mm-hmm. of, and listen to right. what they think and watch what they do for 40 or 50 minutes, they are content and more power to those people. I'm not saying that's wrong at all. I, 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 and, and I just don't think we are uh, a few hours away from a time machine thing happening, right? The Avengers yeah. just got to time machines, which any story that gets to time machines, it's basically over because what problems are real when you can go back in time and <laughs> we're dealing with a Loki who I didn't think was that powerful, but just through a building and, it's just a lot, man. Yeah. 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 It, it is a lot. I, I'm so you asked what I liked about this episode yeah. and it's contrary to what you guys said. Cause well, a little bit. So I liked that we got to know more about them in, at, like on a personal level, less like a motive level. You know, we got to see, uh, you know, more of, Loki's like really sensitive side towards his mother, like you said, which we don't get to see very often. I mean, we saw that he definitely regretted how he treated her, like you said, but I like that. Again, I'm going to chop it up to to Tom Hiddleston being a good actor. Like he portrays the sadness really effectively. Yeah, he can't sit backwards on trains and he can't sit backwards on trains. He gets a little sick, but (laughs) But and then Lady Loki, um, you know, we don't know much about her aside from that she is just another version of him. Um, so knowing kind of this alternate version of Loki's background is interesting. But I, I think that and um, finding out about the TVA agents were the two highlights of this show or this episode. There's also not a lot to talk about. Mm. other than the revelations and then the end which is a cliffhanger but not really like yeah we already have a second season we know the show is called loki so he has to live for sure you know this could be foreshadowing killing sylvie killing lady loki in the future and having Loki going through like Frigga part two electric boogaloo all over again. Like, 
having a, a strong independent woman who he loves in his life and then losing them again. They, they could be building to that, which in retrospect will make this episode better. But at the same time, like we have a trailer that we watched for this show where they, Lady Loki and Loki, are sitting in a cave discussing whatever or sitting somewhere. So we know that there's going to be at least that conversation going forward. So we have thrown out the catch me if you can. We have thrown out the Mandalorian-esque questing. And now we're just sitting here waiting in a place where we are being fed uh, kung fu fighting, cliffhangers, (laughs) and what did you think about your mom? And that is palatable for an amount of time, but not 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I can, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I hope this isn't the direction that it keeps going. But, I mean, they have to get out of this situation, right? It's There's going to be one of maybe three options that happen in this situation, given what we know. So, that's the interesting part about next episode, I suppose. Like, do so, they pop in first thing and take them back? And then the next episode is all about them w- with the TVA or... Is it all TVA and what happens during this episode? You Which know, one would you prefer? Kind of, uh, I, I think I think if they picked either of those, it would kind of result in the same emotion. It's kind of like, oh, okay. Like, knew that was coming, <laughs> you know? But I probably would go with the them pick, pick them up in the beginning and the next episode is post this and not running in the same timeline as this episode. You know, actually progressing towards something. What is the end of this show, James, that gets better for you to the point where you like it more than Falcon and the Winter Soldier? If it's the first of these Marvel shows with far-reaching implications. Oh. Because none of them really have so far. Okay, but that, does... Kind of their own that's thing. my bar. Does creating multiple realities count as a far-reaching implication when you know... Yeah, if that's what happens, but not if this is all happening like Loki's tied to a chair... With the you know VR helmet on, he's being tortured by Mephisto, and so none no. of this really matters. Don't bring end. him up. Don't bring it. Don't say that name here. But I, I just want to say, I just want to kind of defend myself because I have this controversial opinion, which you know the the normie wokey lovers are trying to cancel culture me over, which is that Falcon and the Winter Soldier is better than Loki. And by normie cancel culture, make... do you mean Chad? I'm just joking here. Okay. (laughs) The reason I like Falcon and the Winter Soldier better is, for one thing, it's much faster, much shorter. The episodes Falcon and the Winter Soldier were about 40 minutes, but 10 minutes of credit. So about 30 minutes, about 20 to 25 minutes shorter than an episode of Loki. Just way faster paced, right? Uh, A situation where the stakes, both physical and emotional, were clear. Right. And I would say just in terms of the flow of the episode, Mm. right, Uh, the scenes in Falcon and the Winter Soldier over quickly more. and, and, And yeah, it was a dumb show, but it was a dumb show in a way where like I remember when Ryan and I or Ryan and Chad or me and Chad are talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We had a lot to say about each episode. Where even now, like, in Loki, I feel like the three of us are, like, straining to talk about something because so little happens in each episode. But they're still very long. 
Yeah. And I still like Loki more. Like, <laughs> you just love Tom Hiddleston. No, that's not Ryan it. Ryan has a poster of Tom Hiddleston. No, that is not uh, what it is. Posted it's on the that, ceiling above his bed. No, it's that Falcon <laughs> and the Winter Soldier are so disinteresting that I just, like, I, I just can't you. do it, man. Like, James, Loki uh, what? is a god. So watching him throw a building one time for two seconds, even when it's unearned, is more interesting than watching uh, Falcon lose to a person with like uh, to a person who took a steroid. Right, but at least like we know, like if Falcon loses that fight, what are the stakes? Uh, he'll die. If Loki loses this fight, it's like I don't know. There's a billion other Lokis in alternate dimensions who might be doing what the is, exact what same. What are you thing. talking about? The Loki that we know dies. He got choked to death by Thanos. That happens. Dead. Yeah, but there's oh, okay. a billion other Lokis in okay. other universes. Yeah, yeah I know. Either girls I know. or monsters. Do, James, do you think do you think maybe that you like Falcon and Winter Soldier 2 partly because these characters are like very familiar in the MCU? So it's like a comforting place and Loki is just too far out there? Well, it's probably just because I'm a I'm a fucking idiot, huh? <laughs> yeah, that is what it is. <laughs> Adam weirdly is just like condescending to you. Like, do you like your emotional support blanket with the goddamn wings? Is that what it is? <laughs> okay. Well, enough about me. I I because there's nothing to say about Loki because it's a boring show. Um, <laughs> I have a reading series now oh. that I'd like to read to you guys. I would love that. Oh, a bit of MCU yes. news. Oh my god, I would love okay. that. <clears throat> this comes from USA Today. Uh, the title is Anthony Mackie gets heat from Marvel fans for shutting down Sam and Bucky romance speculation. Oh my god. Come on. (laughs) Come on. Heat? He got in trouble for this? Well, he got a little, he got some angry tweets from Okay, so yeah, angry tweets is not heat. He is people showing up at your house. Cancel culture is trying to cancel someone and like there's four people who tweeted about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And somehow Disney's not going to write them a check anymore. But if you guys aren't familiar with the internet culture of shipping, it's basically taking two characters and it doesn't have to be gay. It could be a male or female. It could be heterosexual. It could be uh, any characters and deciding like, oh, I bet there is a romance between them that will either Mm. be canonized or... I, in my own head, canon, imagine a romance between the two of them. Right. We port back to 2010 on Tumblr, where people are shipping the two brothers from Supernatural, which is gross. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But shipping culture has kind of gone insane in recent, where, like, they take it so seriously. And should you besmirch someone's favorite ship, you know, that's that's murder-worthy uh, trespass. There's a particularly insane shipping community which ships Sherlock and Watson from the BBC show. Yeah. And they kind of had this arcane conspiracy theory that, like, actually they were gay in the canon of the show and we're just waiting. It's like a cargo cult. We're waiting for the revelation. When, which episode are they finally going to confirm that they're gay, right? But I think that show's over now, and it never happened. Yeah, that's right? the Suez Canal evergreen ship of shipping. Yeah. Is that too deep of a reference? So, yeah, let me let me continue. Uh, the article begins, Anthony Mackie has stirred controversy on Twitter for his take on Marvel fans rooting for a romance between his and Sebastian Stan's characters. During Thursday's episode of Variety's Award Circuit podcast, 
Boo, he should have come on our show. Yeah. Mackie, who plays Sam Wilson, a.k.a. Falcon, in the MCU, was asked about fans, quote, outright wanting Sam and Bucky to become a couple. Mackie, who stars alongside Stan in the Disney Plus miniseries Falcon and the Winter Soldier, replied that, in this day and age, so many things are twisted and convoluted. Continuing Mackie's quote here. There's so many things that people latch onto with their own devices to make themselves relevant and rational. The idea of two guys being friends and loving each other in 2021 is a problem because of the, and this is where it gets a little weird, exploitation of homosexuality. I don't think that's exploitation. But he, he goes on. It used to be guys could be friends and we could hang <laughs> guys out. And we could do guys being guys. Cool, right? <laughs> you could always meet your friends at the bar, but you can't do that anymore. <laughs> hey, James. <laughs> because- this article has, uh, I feel differently than I did at the beginning. <laughs> right? I think he's this a homophobe. Is a, this is a funny quote. It used to be. <laughs> I think Anthony Mackie sucks. It should be canceled. We could hang out. We could do this, and it was cool. You would always meet your friends at the bar, but you can't do that anymore. Because be- something is pure and beautiful. Because of COVID or because dudes being no. next to each other is not cool? Because if you put two straight men next to each other at a bar, people are going to start shipping them. Yeah. My gosh. This sounds like that South Park canon with Tweak and Craig. It's like the Yowie or whatever it was from the video game. It it is like that. Well, (laughs) you're joking, but like those two, like for some reason, Japanese South Park fans did ship Tweak and Craig in real life. I know. (laughs) And they're like, this is great. This is news to me, dude. <laughs> let's, let's put this in a video game and the show. <laughs> uh, but, but, so that that part of the quote sounds weird. It's odd, People yeah. are exploiting homosexuality. I can't go to the bar with my bros because everyone keeps shipping us. I understand that a bit of the heat, huh? I, I, I kind of get it. But as he goes on now, it starts to make, he starts to make a, a, a more cogent argument. Oh, thank God. Mackie also said it's important for him to represent a sensitive, masculine figure and that closeness between two men does not always insinuate romance. Mm. Mackie, quote here, there's nothing more sensitive than having an emotional conversation and a kindred spirit friendship with someone that you care about and love. You can call it a bromance or whatever they call it, but it's literally just two guys who have each other's back and you don't have that now. You can't find that now. Well, again... That end. That last sentence kind of, kind of not true, but I, I, I see what he's getting at here. That you can't portray two straight men in a very close platonic relationship without that being coded as gay. Right. And perhaps that is its own form of toxic masculinity. I, I would have right? to just. I would. Wow. I have to disagree. Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston <laughs> are just being together, solving crimes in time. Guys being guys. Wow. They're no, I'm wild. shipping them yeah. right now. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but listen. At that point, again, him saying like, "Oh, you can't do it anymore because people think you're gay." That's that's the funny part. But the other part yeah. is, I think you know, funny. kind of fair. Like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, if 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 we if we code this or that kind of relationship, or we code this or that interaction as gay, that's fine. But it does kind of put straight dudes, perhaps, like in a box of like, oh, you can't act that way. You and your friend must be gay or whatever. And so now you're kind of projecting that message to perhaps like young boys who are like, okay, so I will never share my emotions 
or have a close relationship with another man ever, so I will not be perceived as gay. That's a form of toxic masculinity. And, and you know, a better situation would be anybody gay or straight can just act any kind of way without having to feel self-conscious about it. And that's the issue with Anthony Mackie here, is that this problem exists only in his head. Like, he's the one with a hang-up here. If you're, do- if you're hanging out with your bros and people are shipping you and your bro, uh, that has no effect on you. Like, you can just continue to, to be yeah, bros. Just, you just can lean just into it. Order another yeah. drink at the bar with your bros. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I was going to make the joke like, is not listening for the last three minutes toxic masculinity. But with the last, <laughs> with the last sentence I said, it's obvious I was listening. So I'm really shit on that joke. It's a bummer. <laughs> So, so I think there is a, there's like a ghost of a point to what he's saying, but he keeps like fucking it up. Well, what if that ghost hangs out with another ghost? They gay? Right. But so this is just kind of revealing Anthony Maskey's own like inner insecurity about this. Where like, so what if anybody says you and your friend are gay? That's, let him say that. You know how it actually is. And he's talking know? about the characters. <laughs> like, yeah, it's right. characters he plays. Himself, right. <laughs> yeah. So pretty insecure on his end. But he continues. Oh why? There's no there's no bro code between bros in twenty twenty one. Because they cancelled how I met your mother. Yes. Wait, what? They did not. Is that the bro the bro code? How I met your mother got all the way to the end. There was a finale and it was disappointing oh, yeah, to the majority it's over, it's of their fans. Now, though. It's over. Yeah, not canceled though. It ended it's when they chose to end it. Okay, don't, 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 don't do that. There's no bro code between bros in 2021, and that's the thing. I think for a younger generation, they don't understand that if I say Sam and Bucky have a bro code <laughs> that cannot be broken or altered in any way, shape, or form, changed. Uh, and so that was what he said on the podcast, which upset everyone. Again, I think he was making a point there that, like, you know, uh, anybody, any any man, gay or straight, should be able to have a close platonic relationship with another man without being shipped because, like, that's okay. But the thing is, like, it's still okay even if somebody's shipping you. No, the mm. problem with what he just said there was when that question was asked, he should have just been like, yeah, people can think what they want to think. Yeah, we, like however they want to take in their entertainment, whatever makes them happy, more power to right. them. Next question. Well, that's what yeah. Mark Hamill did. When, when people are like, "Is because Luke never got married, is it because he's like, like in the closet or is he gay or something? Is that why he doesn't have any kids? And Mark Hamill was like, listen, don't worry about authorial intent. Look what's actually in the text, and if it doesn't contradict, like, your own reading, then however you read into it can be true. Yeah, once you read a book, it's not the author's anymore, it's yours. Once you watch a movie, it's not the director or writer anymore, it's yours. Which is why, like, you don't need the actor and their two cents and this weird diatribe about, like, bros can't be bros anymore. Like, that's obviously false, and uh, I don't... I don't fault anyone for getting to the end of that interview with their eyes squinted being like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) So there's a pretty good tweet about this at dog under dog underwater says, please stop asking about gay shipping in 2021. I would prefer to be blithely unaware that Anthony Mackie is so uncomfortable (laughs) with queer readings of his character that he can't hang out with his friends at a bar. (laughs) Yeah. But what's also crazy is he's being paid to just play this character. Like, 
why who cares how it's taken like why does it affect him so much this is just yeah, it's a paycheck for him i don't know i can't go to the bar with my friends anymore without someone drawing you know erotica about right. it. yeah you can't go to the bar <laughs> but you can go to patreon.com slash hbo boys boys with the z one or more dollar a month and you get a bunch of extra bonus content hbo boiz do you guys like that transition was that good that was amazing actually <laughs> this is like damn <laughs> shut us down yeah yeah i thought th- i thought I, mean, I thought this is an interesting conversation but i will say anthony mackie half half innocent half guilty the oh. point that he was making straight dudes should be able to hang out at the bar and kiss <laughs> each other without people calling them gay uh and that's okay but um the idea that like oh you can't even i can't even look at another guy and anymore like Anyway, I hope Loki episode four is better. And I'm not putting down this conversation. I very much enjoyed it. But we are reaching uh, the hour mark. And that is the amount uh, that anyone can palette our voices for. Valid. Well, now say something at the end, James, to make sure to make sure everyone knows that I'm not a terrible homophobe. And I think Anthony Mackie is (laughs) good. Yeah, and so catch me and Ryan super straight live stream. We're going to be in a hot tub together uh, doing some body shots off one another to celebrate our platonic heterosexual bro bro code. Yeah, only on the Patreon. One or more dollar a month. Hot tub streams. Yeah, Anthony Mackie's a very funny, silly man. <laughs> Silly, silly boy. Silly man. Look forward to seeing you talking to you next week, Chad. Bye. Uh, <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening, Bye-bye. Chad and people in Lebanon. <laughs> Those are the only two groups. Chad and Lebanon. Do you ship Lebanon and Chad? Yeah, that's the, my ultimate ship. Yeah. <laughs>